Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. I'm Kip. And today's episode, which I promised was a happy one, we're going to be talking about cats. Yeah. Traveling with their humans. Cats on motorcycles with helmets. Uh, we're talking I, about cats that like traveling, because oh. not all cats do. No. And we're going to discuss how... Um, cats in little Japanese backpacks. Yes, or cats in uh, big rig trucks. Cats in... Cats in big rig trucks. Cats van life. Cats um, with people who hike for, I guess, a living. Hiking cats. I don't think it's for a living. I think it's just their lifestyle. The, yes, yeah. I guess that's a more accurate. They're not paid to hike. <laughs> oh, oh, well, some of God. them do those life... I guess unless they're influencers Ooh. and they manage to, to make their make money that way. Yeah, yeah. And I guess you could argue that, but that's not really what they're being paid to do per se. Yeah. yeah. Like Dan Durston, he gets paid to hike. Or like Dan, Dan Becker. Really any guy named Dan. All, all Dan's There's hike. a lot of Dan's, and There's I don't think they all get paid to hike. <laughs> I'm a Dan, and I don't Most get paid Dan. to hike. Yeah. <laughs> Most Dan's get paid to hike. To be fair, hiking isn't really your thing. I mean, I could hike. She can hike. Uh, I'm not in ability I, I know, to hike. Not... I just don't go hiking because it's outside. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's not your Gross. thing. That's what I'm... I do walk the dogs. I know. I'm literally just saying it's not a hobby of yours because you have not chosen to, like, do that. No, it's Two seconds of vitamin D. Look, she takes a supplement. I do. It's actually a prescription supplement. Well, just one more dose, and then I'm back to... And then I do over-the-counter. Oh, good. Because the doctor just is like, hey... You do go outside enough, so I... I do. I I feel like I've been gypped because I go outside, I drink milk. That's not a great term. Yes. Yeah, oh. it's, it's derogatory towards Really? Yeah. Yes, it's from Jitsi. Oh! Yeah. Fuck. Okay. We're learning on this podcast. I've never... Yeah, you can't use that word. Okay, that's fine. I won't use it. I didn't know what it meant. I just heard it. Yep. Because I'm it's a an kid. old one. It's being an cheated. old one. I yeah. am being cheated. Yeah. By your genetic... I don't know that where it's from. could be genetics. Uh, do any of your family members have the... Oh. But you know what? Yeah. I go outside. It doesn't matter. I, I still have a vitamin D deficiency and have to take vitamin D supplements. So I haven't been fine to have one, and I don't go outside very much. But this I, is I not do take vitamin pot. Anyway. Vitamin pot. I, I just bought Ritual. That that the vitamin that's what uh, that vitamin that's advertised on a lot of different podcasts. Oh, really. yeah. and I, I did. I, I use I use the dollop. Promo Advertising <laughs> works, kids. Okay, okay. We're bringing them back in. So I wanted to give you a fun episode. So we're talking about cats and traveling. And if you have a free-roaming lifestyle where you have to be outside, driving around a lot, hiking for your lifestyle, living mm-hmm. influencer, um, how do you bring a cat? Let's say you're allergic to dogs, or you hate dogs, and you're like... <laughs> Which is a mistake. <laughs> so then you're like, my only companion for the outside world... Oh, Loki. Loki just very ungracefully fell oh, off of yeah, the Yeah, sorry, bud. Um, <laughs> I was petting him. And then he just went... If yep. it wasn't so loud, I wouldn't have mentioned... I wouldn't have outed him as being that ungraceful, but oh my god. Yeah, it was pretty... <laughs> bad okay so you end up with a cat and you want to take it outside on your outside lifestyle or you're you're a van life person or you're a trucker for a living or you're just a very enthusiastic cat hiker mm-hmm. as a hiker who always has to have a cat on them right um Which everyone knows is the thing yes um what it is the vibe so you go looking for a cat to join you in this lifestyle. Um, some personality traits you'd want to look for is maybe a very willing and curious cat who is, like, bold and brave and friendly with other people. You want to find a jellicle cat. <laughs> a jellico cat? <laughs> Like, that's from that's from cats. Come on, theater people. Oh, right. <laughs> not theater I'm people. Not you guys. Cats. I haven't seen very. We've many seen musicals. random musicals. More, um, but um, Heath would not, like to become a musical. They're not kid. super available. I'm gonna say. Yeah, you, know you I mean? can gotcha. listen. Like I wish the recordings were available more. The way that like you can see Hamilton. You know, like I wish right. they're available somewhere streaming. They should be. Right, right, so right. that when you don't live there, you can still see. Anyway, I mean, I just watch it on YouTube. 
There's a lot of people who've ripped the entire yeah. play onto YouTube. That's cool. That's true. I haven't had to them. Well, I've, I've done that with a couple of them, actually. A couple yeah. of plays. But anyway. So, Mr. Mistopheles is best. Continue. Okay, so I, Angelica... I watched Book of Mormon that way. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I should do that. Sorry, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> Dan has given up. <laughs> I was waiting for it to end because interrupting would have worked. Okay, so you want to see a cat who would be good for traveling. So when picking out the cat, maybe the shy one who like holds up in a hole, maybe yeah. not your cat, but not necessarily because cats do warm up and take on. So uh, some of the, at least for what you're looking for in a, a cat to go outdoors with you is from an article I read by a couple of people who do actually travel with their cats. And they gave example how, like, so they their two cats are named Fish and Chips. Fish and Chips? Are they British or are they just being clever? I think, I'm not sure. Okay. They didn't say. It's cute, though. But it is cute. Um, so I they, like it. So they got Fish first, and Fish is a Bengal mixed cat, and he was very brave and very bold and, like, struts up to people and has, like, crazy kitten energy, and they're like, yes, this is the cat for us. Yeah. They uh, figured out it is well-trained, good with treats, and then they were like, oh, well, we would like a second cat to join us on our adventures, so Fish has a friend. And they got a little orange tabby kitten named um, Gyps. And Chips was a, oh, sorry, no, uh, Fish is the orange tabby, uh, Chip is a white-gray tabby, who turned out to be a little less intrepid, he was shyer, okay. and a little bit more reserved, but because they had Fish with them, Chips, like, ended up following Fish's lead on things and was able to adapt to their lifestyle. Nice. So you don't necessarily need the psycho. You don't need like a van full of psycho demon cats in order to be okay with the outside. If you raise them that way, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's the raising as a kitten. So if you're obviously getting an older cat, you would probably want to look into the yep. the, the personality is a little bit more set. Yeah, um, you're going to need to be able to train them in some way. So are they food motivated? Is a good thing. Like. For instance, my little sister, I don't think she's done a lot of new trips recently, but she actually trained uh, her cat Tumbles to do a couple, like, shake, paw, sit. It, she does a little circle twirl, mm -hmm. and I think she'll also come to her name properly. Like, cats do that anyway, yeah. but, like, actually on command a little uh, yeah, bit more. Yeah, she does some tricks. Yeah, she does some tricks. And how you train them, they have to be food-motivated, and... Not every cat is food motivated. Yeah. Some yeah. cats are very picky about the treats they will eat. Yeah, we have some of those. Like Quinn, for instance, won't eat dry treats. She yeah. only wants wet treats or jerky treats. Dry treats are probably not as satisfying now that she don't have no keepers. She's never liked She's them. She's never liked them, though. Oh. Well, she, I wonder how long the tooth problems have been going well, I don't think it was when she was really young, though. Mm -hmm. No, I because... The teeth could rot, really. For mm -hmm. instance, Sydney doesn't like the jerky treats. So cats just have preferences. And Sydney's picky about what kind of wet food she'll eat. Mm -hmm. She's picky about her food in general, but she does like the dry treats. Uh, so being able to train the cat is an important thing. So also if your cat's a very aloof cat who never listens to you or does the exact opposite of what you want. Because mm -hmm. like I know, like for instance, uh, Sydney, when he wants to lure Sydney, he has to like put a blanket down and like have no other animals around him. And if he I has... can make like a hand motion or call. Yeah, but will. like for instance, if her particular requirements aren't met or if you summon Thor and Thor... Sometimes I'm definitely actually like half the time I'm trying to call Sydney. And then Thor is also in the room, though, and she will trot over. She will, like, run over. Yes. Thor will run over. Thor's and then, like, oh, my God, I'm being called. I'm like, yes, yes, I was calling you, Thor. Not Sydney. Not Sydney. And then Sydney's like, well. And then Sydney's turned off. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to. I'm just saying, a cat where maybe is a little bit more aloof might not be the best personality for someone who needs to come outside. and Because... You have to be able to trust that the cat will trust you and come to you when yep. they're scared. 
Um, most of the time people walk with cats, cats and stuff like that on leashes, so it's not like they're free-roaming cats. Right. But in the example, uh, the article I read, like I said, by the two travelers who do travel with their cats, they actually trust, like, their cats are trained well enough they can let them off leash in certain areas and they know for sure if they get scared they come right back to them if they're scared they don't run off or bolts right. so that is something to take in concern most people listening to this the most they'll probably do they're not doing like a cross-country hike with their cat they might like walk their cat around the neighborhood or to a local cafe or something on a leash on a leash because um, we don't we don't generally i just want to be clear if you don't have like a hundred percent faith in your cat, following your instruction to keep yeah. your cat on a leash. Yeah, I would not encourage off leashing at all. No, so I, I don't encourage that because you never know if like a dog is gonna run up. A sound's gonna scare them. Right. A bird's gonna fly. Right, by. you don't right. know, so just keep them on a leash if you're gonna take yes. them outside. This was an example, but also like you. On a leash, if you have a cat who's skittish and runs everywhere, that's if they get scared every two seconds while you're walking, that's not a good fit. Yeah. Right. So uh, that's more what I was talking about. Um, and also, because you're outside and interacting, the cat has to kind of be okay with strangers or anim other animals, that yeah. sort of thing. So those are things to consider, at least by the recommendation of these two people who live the outdoor cat travel lifestyle. Nice. Now, there are many ways to take your cat out into the world. Main one we'll go into more detail is leash walking, but there's also something to think about. Um, strollers and backpacks. So there's a lot of kitty backpacks that have little windows and vents so you can take your cat walking around. Maybe that's a good way to warm up, especially if you're planning to do lots of leash walking with your cat, but you want to see how they adjust to the outside world. Start with like confinement areas. Um, the if back you want to just expose them to outside, and you have the means to do this, catios are a thing. Yes, catios are a yeah. thing. That way they get that stimulation, but there's no risk of them actually escaping or whatever. Right. And this is more... Or them being harmed by something outside. Right. And like I said, the thing we're kind of talking about today is more like you're, you and your cat are yeah. out facing the world together. Yeah. So backpacks are a good way, especially on maybe like more urban areas where leash walking might not be as good of an idea. Like you don't really want to... I'm sure there are plenty of people who leash walk their cat in like places like New York and stuff. But if you're like, I, I just would like my cat to experience outside without like be in danger of a taxi cab or a biker running them over like backpacks and strollers. I will also say like my mom has a stroller for her cats that she sometimes takes on walks. I don't know how recently she's done this, but they're pretty cool. They kind of look like a baby stroller, yeah. except um, they have a nice hooded thing that completely encloses it zips closed and then they can see out. Yes, they're all they're all nice and secure. They're yeah, they're nice little secure little walking thing yeah. to help with everything. And but it's like a mesh so they can still get all the scents and mm -hmm. yeah. Some it's of them nice for the cats. Some yeah. of the sidings will be like plasticky so they can see clearly and mm -hmm. not necessarily just a straight mesh. It depends on the style. Mm -hmm. Also some of them have like tethers so you can like clip them. So if you take like Puts them down so more of a breeze you won't have to worry about them jumping out because they're like tethered with yeah. a harness onto the thing. Yeah, kind of like a seatbelt. Yeah. So it's, it, especially if you maybe have an older or lazier cat who maybe used to like walking but they're like older now and don't want to, it's a chill way to take your cat around the neighborhood and give them a lot of exposure to the outdoors and stimulation. So those are some ideas that might uh, give your kitty some outdoors time without having to go through the whole process of actually harness and leash training. Now, that all being said, we're going to go into the discussion of harness and leash training. So if you do want your cat to walk around with you, leash training and harness training are a thing. How that works. First, you must acquire a harness that actually fits them. Most, um, there are cat-specific harnesses, and it is highly discouraged to do dog harnesses on cats because um, if a cat's head can fit through a space, they can actually get their entire body through that same size yep. hole. Yep. They have no collarbones. Dogs do not have this ability. Usually the bulk of the dog's chest would, you know, prevent them from escaping. 
Yeah, so dog harnesses are designed for dogs, mm -hmm. but cat harnesses are designed for cats. Like, uh, we have one because we were trying to teach Sydney way back in the day to walk, and then he got uncomfortable with the idea of her outside. Yeah. And she didn't seem she to She did ask it. to be held when she was uncomfortable, which yeah. is cute. Yes. And a good sign, I guess. Yeah, it's a good sign, because yeah. she trusts you. Uh -huh. um, but she also didn't seem to enjoy the outside. No. That was back when we lived in an apartment, too, so... Yeah, and the way the harness works, it has a really thick um, front chest one and a really thick belly one, and it's kind of like a coat. And the one, at least, we have is, like, reflective, so that's yeah. nice. And it's bright orange, because, as Safety. I like to joke... Uh, you know, if, if if something were to happen where she was off the leash, she would look like an escaped convict. Mm -hmm. You can't let the convicts um, escape. be very obvious that she doesn't belong outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we are thinking about um, teaching Oliver because he is a cat who I think would one, it would burn out some energy for him. Two, right. he loves the dogs, so being able to walk with the dogs would be adorable. Yeah. And we'll just see what happens. Yeah, we think he might need slash could benefit from that stimulation because he is a bit of a terror when to we, the other cats. Especially if we don't have time to do extra play with him or if for some reason the uh, two younger cats have decided to avoid him. Yeah. Which then that I'll happens. Go sterilize Sydney and Quinn and they're not into it. No. And he'll occasionally try to terrorize the dogs, but it it's really funny to watch a cat beg a dog for attention, which yeah. does a lot. A cat that's like nine pounds, and then our dogs are like, you know, 80, 90 pounds, and 100 pounds. So. Yes. Um, okay. So, get a cat design harness. And then you have to introduce the cat to the harness. So, we're not talking about, uh, you don't just want to strap it on. Like, today we did just strap on the old harness. We were checking to make sure it fit was one thing. Yeah. Because he has a very different build from Sydney. I, I was expecting it to fit because there's only so much size variation and their weights are very similar. Yes. and It's he, a bit adjustable. He didn't, like, completely hate it, I will say. Um, he did do the thing where he started walking backwards where cats try to walk out of things. Yep. Which I always find really funny. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I love cat problem solving. <laughs> walk out of it. I'm just going to walk um, backwards out of it. If you can just duck out of it, just creep out of it. Yeah. Um, so, what you actually want to do, and where we have set it up so we can start doing this process, you want to have it in an area either they sleep or hang out with. That way they get used to it. So, like, somewhere, if they're really freaked out by it, like, if you, like, bring it out and you go put it in their bed and they're like, what the fuck is this? You can gradually get it closer and closer to them later. But... I put it on the area they like to sleep down in the basement because I know he'll sleep on it and it'll get the cat smells and it'll be fine. You also do a lot of treats, tasty yum-yums to make it good. Then you... If your cat, I just want to say, if your cat has that severe of a reaction to just a harness, I'm not sure outside is for them. I'm just going to say, if they're that freaked out by just anyway, because it would be a lot. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so you gradually introduce it to them, then you let them wear it, and it's inside the house, you get them used to it, you let them walk around in it, and once you're sure they're comfortable wearing it for a given part of time, then you would start practicing leash walking inside, then you graduate to short practices out in the yard, around the neighborhood, building up to it. Another way, I think, to help see how well your cat reacts with the outside if you have one of the backpack things, you could test them in the harness in the backpack, walking around, see how they react with the outside before doing, like, full or even having that as a backup. In case they do get really freaked out, you can put them in the backpack for, like, safekeeping to return home. Yeah, especially if they don't like being carried. Yes, if they're not a carry or cat. Or if that's not an option. If they're not a pickup cat, whatever. It's maybe a not a bad idea while beginning. So... You got to do the leash training. There's a lot of videos and research so you can figure out what works for you and troubleshooting any problems you're having leash walking, but that will help get your cat into the outdoors in a controlled, safe environment. Now, speaking of safe environments, additional things to keep in mind. One, get your cat chipped. 
Yeah. Yep. Above and foremost, get your cat. You should be doing this anyway. Yes. Um, Second safety trick. If you are someone who is going to be traveling the world, camping, hiking, you can get things uh, known as collar trackers. So uh, there's a couple different kinds. Um, For instance, uh, there's GPS trackers, there's radio frequency trackers, and Bluetooth trackers. So what the three different? So GPS is literally... It uses mobile and cell networks to track your cat using a smartphone or computer to track your cat. Um, they are good for large distance area or area or any area that has really good mobile and cellular. Now, if you're in an area that doesn't have good mobile or cellular, like maybe out in the middle of the, the wilderness, that might not be as helpful. But it still is a good idea to have one attached to your cat's collar to try to help track it because also it could move into a more urban area where you could find it. Um, There's also radio frequency trackers which emit a small radio frequency which is then tracked using a handheld unit. Now this isn't good for long range but let's say you're out in the remote wilderness um, your cat gets spooked or goes after a bird and you lose sight of it you can then pull out your radio frequency and then follow the direction where it went. So those might be something if you're a deep woods hiker with a cat, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be a good thing. Um, yeah. You would typically get something like that anyway. Um, but just keep in mind that if you are going to go that route, that you should make sure that you have um, fully charged battery bank for you. Um, test the longevity of the battery life. Um, if you turn on GPS, it will uh, drain the battery faster. So, you know, maybe only, you, you'll have to look at the manufacturer, but just keep that in mind. Um, on top of that, you want to make sure that the one that you buy, um, some of them, especially like, you know, Garmin, uh, InReach, and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. you have to actually pay for the service oh. and they have like little packages it's not like a yearly thing it's not like a cell phone bill but uh-huh. they'll be like oh you can have service for this chunk of time mm-hmm. for this amount of money and they have different packages like that mm-hmm. so um different companies do it different ways but i like garmin just because they are reputable yeah um mm-hmm. but these are all things to take into consideration i don't really know what brands are out there for gps collars but yeah if you want to do your research. And it's a good reviews. idea, but it takes planning. Yes, and all this is talking about for planning, and I'm not going to give any brands because I don't have any good data. If you right. want reviews, go read. I'm just saying the different types. Yeah, um, and I wouldn't say Garmin is, like, the one to get. Right. You know, I'm just saying. No, but lot. you've no. used it before on your own, like, as a hiker not yeah. as an animal tracker, but as a hiker. Yeah. And you have used Garmin GPS or radio yeah. frequency stuff before. If you're a deep woods hiker, it's just safety. It's, it's Yeah, it's a safety. Yeah. It's also like you can get turned around. The woods are lost. If I've it, gotten lost. I got lost in the woods as a kid. Oh, so, yeah. like, I, that is, like, like one of my... Yeah, I mean, if anyone's seen Blair Witch, it's, it's you get lost in the woods sometimes and get murdered by a deep deep woods witch. It happens. Oh God, I hope a deep woods witch takes me out before I die of dehydration or being poisoned by trying to eat something I attempted to forage because I'm starving to death. Ugh. Deep woods witch definitely better death than real death that actually happens out in the woods. Okay, <laughs> probably good. Um, so uh, the Final one, it's probably the least recommended one, is a Bluetooth tracker. The thing is, they don't technically the have very good range or yeah. accuracy. It literally, in the little paragraph I'm reading, um, while you don't need great mobile phone network to use them, they probably are only best suited for cats who stick very close to you. For example, a kitty who likes to be hidden at home or in a small backyard. Yeah. So... Maybe not what you're looking for. Yeah, keep in mind that, like, you know, Bluetooth connectivity is point-to-point. So there aren't really any additional services going on. It's it's a wireless connectivity between two devices that are compatible with Bluetooth. So um, it's going to be you 
versus the collar. You got to get in range of the collar in order to connect and then find your damn cat. <laughs> so let's say you've done that. You've leash trained your cat. You've got their tracker. You have them chipped. You're heading out into the woods. You pack their food, their bedroll, their water, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The next thing to pack is, of course, a pet first aid kit. Yep. And also, if you're going to be going for long periods of time without access to civilization or maybe remote areas, it might be a really good idea to look into a pet first aid class so you can know how to use the things in your kit and maybe what you should do in case of an emergency, especially if you're not in an area where you have a vet nearby. Right. Yeah. So, um, for instance, things to keep in mind in your kits should be things like um, pillowcase to help wrap your cat up in emergencies to restrict their movement and possibly uh, help you maneuver with them. Um, gauze pads, roll gauze bandage. Um, there's even a little note you could possibly use a tampon for bleeding wounds to yep. help plug up the holes um, in case of, I assume, a puncture or bite from a wild animal. Uh, syringes hand wipes, small knife, twi tweezers, scissors, um, tick remover, flea remover, um, cat tremors, ice packs, cottons, like it's just a whole list and you can buy a bunch of pre-fab uh, kits of pet emergencies, but um, it would be really good, especially if you're going out into these um, wild areas or if you're in an isolated area where you can't easily access an emergency vet, maybe a... Um, pet first aid, just like you would take one for a human first aid. Probably do both if you're a hiker. I assume right. I assume most people think about these things before they just go wandering out into the woods. Yeah. But We interrupt this program to bring you an important message from our sponsors. Well, not sponsors per se, but it is time to pay the vet bills. Pet Parents Pod now has a website, PetParentsPod.com, where you can go and learn about all the different ways to support the podcast. We also have a Patreon now. There's a link to that as well, along with all of our socials, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. It's going to be Patreon.com slash PetParentsPod. Anything and everything can help. We would appreciate your support. PetParentsPod.com also lists that we are a BarkBox affiliate, so any special offers that we have, which will be effective during certain date ranges that are listed, are going to be on that page. There's a link to BarkBox under the Ways to Support page on the website. We also want to remind everyone that regardless of whether other special offers are going on, anytime you subscribe to BarkBox using the link BarkBox.com slash PetParentsPod, you can get free extra month of BarkBox for your subscription. If you enjoy our content, spread the word, tell your friends and family that are also animal lovers. Now back to your regularly scheduled episode. Keep in mind, a lot of those tools can be achieved by just buying a Swiss Army knife. Like, there's a lot of ultralight backpackers who, to this day, like, Swiss Army knives were yeah. built for, for, you know, being out in the wilderness and needing a bunch of tools. You can get a classic, the small Swiss Army knife, you know, mm -hmm. it's like 15 bucks. At least it was 10 years ago when yeah. I got mine. Um, those have the knife, nail file, uh, tweezers, um, toothpick, and you can do a lot with just those tools, right. even removing ticks. Yeah. So, yeah. No, those are good suggestions, and it's mainly just... It's also lightweight. You, keep, you can keep track of all the tools because they're in one yeah. little thing. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. The, yeah, but the most important thing, in my opinion, is knowing how to use the things, because just because you have the equipment, you don't know how to use it, it's still useless to you. Exactly. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so you've done your first aid clean, uh, you've done your first aid training, you've packed, you're ready to go. Next thing to make sure you are ready, in case you do have to go to a veterinary or emergency clinic, make sure you have uh, your animal's medical records on you. Um, what the article I read that has a recommendation, just keep them saved in a file on your phone. Oh, smart. That way you can either email the vet's office you go or just show them and they can copy down if your animal, like cat, is taking any medications. Make sure you have that written down somewhere. Yeah. And that you keep your cat up to date on any sort of rabies, any sort of vaccinations they need, and you have documentation of it. Because especially when you're traveling to different areas, they might have different, like, things they need to see. Or different hiking trails or parks might need, like, verifications that you have those. Right. So, um, 
knowing also when an animal needs emergency care or urgent care um, is important. So emergencies include like difficulty bleeding, difficulty breathing, seizures, acute vomiting, loose stool that can be loose stool that can be life threatening, mm-hmm. or um, any sort of exposure to a, tra- uh, a, a severe trauma or a poisoning type thing. Urgent care is, so that's, they need to see them now. And then urgent care is your vet needs, you might need to see them in a, the next few hours, which might be like urinary tract, skin irritations, things you could like call a local vet and get in the next day versus like, I need to go to an ER clinic now. Right. So keep those in mind and being able to search for hospitals using your phones or maybe even when before going out to an area, if you're someone who plans trips out to areas, maybe have a couple listed so you know where you need to go in case of an emergency. Because being like having like a cat break its leg while you're hiking is really stressful. And then you have to sit there and try to find a hospital nearby while carrying the cat in like a remote area. Having that information on hand where you could possibly put it in your GPS and just beeline for it might be a better idea and give you more peace of mind in that emergency. And um, one of the last things, if you do happen to be traveling around with your animal, you might be going to other countries with your animal and you might need special documentation. There are actual little pet passports that you can get within your country. Because some countries, we vaguely talked about this on the Pets with Ukraine episode, there are some countries that are higher risk for rabies. So having documentation that your pet is up to date on rabies, make sure all their paperwork is in place, is actually uh, important when traveling abroad to other places. Especially if you're like, I think Europe's more of one where you would travel in between countries more often. But you could walk, you could be doing a hiking trail up into Canada and back again. There, there's probably some restrictions on pets coming back and forth. Yeah. The U.S. tends to be a low risk for rabies because we have pretty good rabies programs in place. But it doesn't mean that you don't need proper documentation. Like, I had a friend who they uh, went back to France to get their cancer treatment and they took their cat Blanche with them when they did that because they would be gone for months. And so Blanche had a cat passport for France and America and had a plane ticket, had a special carrier. She she flew next to my friend. So that's amazing. Yeah, no. It so it is something to keep in mind because there are restrictions on moving animals back and forth and if your whole plan is traveling, it's it's good to keep that in mind. Um their cats. Yep. Well, also, just people. that That's cats are, cats are family. Can't believe they love their cat. That's ridiculous. Yeah, because you don't have a cat who you love. No. No, I don't. <laughs> you boy. He's, he's all right. <laughs> okay. He practically takes care of himself. He's, he's fine. Yes, no boy is a good boy. I only give, give him his medication daily and feed him canned food. Yes, and he's a... He's a Take, well, taking care of senior outdoor yep. boy. Ribbon. Ribbon. His name is Boyd. Thank you. Boyd. <laughs> Boyd. Sir, Sir Boyd. Mr. Bo- Mr. Boyd. No, Mr. Boyd's my father. Call me Boyd. <laughs> his father is his brother. But <laughs> True. Probably. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Cat and breeding drop, man. Yep. Um, so... What is maybe one other thing you guys might need to take in consideration while traveling? You have all your emergencies. You have your food supplies. Does anyone have an idea? It's the least favorite part of being a pet parent with cats. Litter. Poop. Yeah, pooping. 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 We're going to be talking about pooping. Um, so most of the time when you travel with cats, they have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think most of the time, cats generally have to go somewhere. Yes. Whether and or not you're traveling with them. That's true. Cats do have to... Everyone poops, guys. Everybody... Look, there's a book that was written. Mm-hmm. It was very poignant. 
<laughs> so depending on like different uh, setups, like if this is a road trip, uh, you could set cats up in a dog tray. I mean, a dog, Jesus, a dog crate with a litter tray like you can get uh those uh disposable litter trays they're like cardboard you just fill them up and you just let them destroy it it's not really meant for the long term it's more short term Mm -hmm. and those might work better for smaller spaces you there's also uh fancy travel ones like one of the things i was looking when i was researching there there is like this circular like cool i assume it's like a water resistant cloth one because it looks cloth but i assume it's like the plasticky cloth yeah and it has a zipper lid so you like unzip it when the cat needs to go and then you zip it back up and so it like carries the litter while you're like traveling so there's fancy there's fancy ones you can do something as easy as a large uh shallow tupperware container for them, like a large Tupperware. I'm not talking like you're putting your sandwiches. But like a bin type thing. Right. And there's so keep that in mind for a way for your cat to use the bathroom. And if you're being a cat explorer in nature, just remember the proper ways to dispose of any sort of feces. Urine there's not you don't really have to do anything with urine, right? Or are you supposed to cover urine too? For what, in the woods? Yeah, if you're camping. No, no, no. Okay, you're it in... just sinks into the ground. Okay. You, what you want to do is pee directly into the river. That's actually the worst that you can do. Yeah, I, didn't do think, I didn't think you were supposed to do, <laughs> Don't that. do that. People drink out of that. Okay. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, so, like, dispose of your bowel movements responsibly. If you're out in nature, because they're very them politely. Yes. It. It's actually, it's literally called a cat hole. Oh, is it? Yeah, you dig a cat hole, and then you put your poop in it, and then you cover it up, and then you just kind of, like, make sure that it doesn't look like anyone was there, because the whole point is that you leave no trace. But then some people like to throw their toilet paper around like they're teepeeing the forest, when they really should just be teepeeing their butthole and putting it in the cat hole and covering it up. Okay. I hate people. people. I hate people. People oh, are bad. They're terrible. No. They don't know how to poop in the woods. Get it right, people. So, I'm going to go off. Uh, so, that is how you have a cat and travel with it. I'm going to give a couple examples of... I'm gonna, Well, I'm going to talk about trucker cats for just a little bit. Um, I, was, I was anticipating the trucker cat part. Yes. Yeah, so, the trucker cats... Uh, so... Cats are really great companions for truck drivers, especially long-distance truck drivers who they spend a good majority of their life on the road doing a very vital service to our distribution system. Without truckers, we would not get things from point A to point B. They're a backbone of our society and very important, and it's a hard job that not everyone is cut out for. They do not get paid enough. They do not get paid enough. They get paid pretty well, but yeah, they don't get paid. Not anymore, not really. They're, things oh, have been going no, down. I did hear that because they also have to like buy their truck sometimes. Yeah, no, things have or been. Or lease the truck from the company they're working bad. for. It's been really ridiculous. Yeah, um, buying your truck outright can, in the long run, give you more job security because you're just making profits off of things you choose. Mm-hmm. But if you are leasing your truck, you're more indebted to the trucking companies. Yep. So these nice, hardworking truckers get very lonely out there. Yeah. Now you Welcome can to truck cast. Yes. <laughs> trucking. <laughs> now, you can always get a, a companion dog for trucking, but the thing is, dogs, even smaller breeds, they need to get stops more often because they have smaller bladders. They do actually, for their own sake, like their own mental health, they do need more like breaks and playtime and things like that for exercising. Cats, though, they're much more lower maintenance. They do well in small spaces. Like, obviously, you don't have 30 cats in a truck, but one or two cats in a decent semi with a person, that's fairly reasonable. Yeah. They don't take up much space. They even don't need much space, and you can set up, like, different, like, you could set up uh, rigs so they can, like, have more vertical space on the truck and perches and things like that. They get to sun during the truck, and they just give you a lot of companionship. So, they just are... look adorable. They, yes... They are also a lot more, like, 
protective than people think. Like, cats will alert you to sounds. They are possessive of what's theirs, and if the truck and the human's theirs, they will be possessive of it. They're, they're okay. good little buddies. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell a really... Okay, so this story gets a little dicey, but I promise you it ends happy. Okay. okay. We're ready. Okay, so... There is a um, trucker named um, Paul Robertson. He is a long-haul trucker, and he's had a cat. He's uh, had uh, Percy, who is, let's see here. So he got a rescue cat named Percy. Percy is this cute little orange kitty. Yeah. And he um, is a trucker cat. It was He rescued him from a cat rescue in the Twin Cities. Nice. From a Twin Cities animal rescue. And but that's for about Minnesota. A, okay, great. Twin Cities, which is St. Paul, Minneapolis. That would make sense. And, um, he is a, um, he, he had Percy for about a year before this particular story we're talking about takes place. Percy, uh, he also ended up taking pictures and started an Instagram for Percy the Trucker Cat and got a huge following because of his... Percy the Trucker Yeah, I'm looking it up. Oh, this is live Googling. He even set up a special perch for his, uh... Passenger side, so it's basically a shelf over his passenger side, so Percy could have more access to the sun and lay out and get a better view. Um, and this is how they operated for a while. One night, um, he got really bad food poisoning and was taking a really deep nap after recovering from food poisoning. When he woke up, the next, um, so he woke up from that. And he, like, looked out and saw that the passenger window was rolled down. So this has happened before, but it had been when he was watching. Percy wanted to go after a bird, and Percy figured out how to access the controls. Oh, my God. So he rolled down his own window. And while he was taking a nap, he's pretty sure Percy did that again. Um... And got out. So he, Robinson, spent um, a good chunk of time trying to find his cat around the truck stop. Took out shaking, Percy, 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 come here. And looking for Percy. He uh, he posted online. Some of his followers in the local area actually came and started, like, calling shelters for him. Oh. And he even had one of his actual, like, real-life best friends come out and, like, try to help find Percy. Now, here's the thing. As a truck driver, you have written down on paper you have to get your thing from point A to point B by a certain time. Mm -hmm. So he ended up having to leave the truck stop area. And it was like pouring rain. He was super worried about sobbing, pulling out of the truck stop. His friend friend promised he was going to stay in the area and... The trucks, I think they left information at the truck stop. So, like, he had a dedicated fan base uh, looking for this cat. And so he goes to the first stop. He drops it off. No sign of Percy. And this is, it it was his first, um, let's see. His first delivery was in a factory and his second was in a mining plant. And he had to drive, like, for the first time in over a year without his co-pilot, 400 miles on his own. And the entire time, all he's thinking about is, like, where could my poor baby Percy be? And what about this weather? And it's snowing. It's, like, it's up there, so it's cold. Right. So he's in the mining yard plant, and he's getting ready for paperwork. And as he's grabbing paperwork, uh, he turns around and notices a stray, a really gray cat coming out from under his truck. What the heck? He didn't even consider what had happened was Percy managed to find, he thinks where Percy ended up was somewhere between the transmission and the fuel tank because of how semis are. There's a, like, gap. So Percy basically rode for 400 miles in in the under 
carriage of his truck. Oh my god. When... Through rain, snow, sleep. He Percy's fine. Yeah. But he was he just like scooped up his cat. He like at first didn't recognize him because he was just covered in ash uh-huh. and, and smelled of diesel. He got he he Poor baby. Yeah, he was like my my baby boy. And Sweet baby boy. by the way, that picture where you guys saw him, the first picture I showed you, yeah, that was after the incident. Okay. So you can see how comfortable he looks. Yeah. That was, baby. yeah. So Percy's completely fine. He got cleaned up and he like held it like Robinson got Percy taken care of and he was completely fine. But that cat amazingly rode under the semi for 400 miles without other than probably being terrified, which is probably why it took him so long to find him, because yeah. it took him being like, I can't do another 200 miles, man. I'm coming out. Dude, I mean, like, it was probably a situation where Percy had rolled down the window, mm-hmm. hopped out of the car or the truck to go do get whatever, cat. and then couldn't get back in because the window was too high, and mm-hmm. so just crawled into the truck trying to think he could get in there, and then... Yeah, or that he's like, I'll wait for him to wake up. Paul will wake up. Yeah. And then Paul comes out, treats, and Percy's like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm asleep on the truck. Oh, the truck's moving. Oh, the truck's moving! (laughs) This is horrible. (laughs) Get to the first stop. Okay, we just have to uncurl. No, I passed. I blacked out. He blacked out. And then second turn. Okay, I'm going to get out. Percy's like, am I dead? (laughs) (laughs) Paul! Paul, help me! But yes, no. He is completely fine. We have a special bond he'll sense that I'm under here, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So he hid under the semi. Um, So obviously that is not a normal occurrence with semi-cats. Yeah, no. But um, if you look, if you type in, like, cats in semi-trucks, you'll see some really cute pictures. Uh, one I saw was captioned as, like, he always judges my backing up. And it's this cat looking out a rear view, and it's the most disappointed cat I've ever seen. <laughs> He's like, I'm backing up fine. Good lord, you're being judged. I'm being judged by my cat. Mm-hmm. There was one where it was like, that's a weird semi-cat, uh, and it was a dog. <laughs> in a There's a little fluffy white dog, and they're like, what's a weird semi-cat? Mm-hmm. So, um... I love semi-cats. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like a really good fit. Yeah. They're they a good fit. They don't need much space. No. Like, a lot of cats are fairly lazy. If you give them some stimulation, some places to perch and sun, companionship mm-hmm. areas fit all their basic needs, you're good. Yeah. That's why truck stops actually can make a profit selling pet food and cat litter. Yeah. I always wondered about that. I'm like, who's buying cat litter at the gas station? It's the truckers. Yeah. Yeah. It's also why if you go to... uh, Here's the thing. If no one's ever done a road trip and you're doing a road trip, please stop at trucker stops. Like, pilots are good. Loves Mm -hmm. are good. What's that one with the little... Bucky's, I think. Yeah, Bucky's. Bucky's another big one. It's a huge one. They're pretty nice. Like, they are nicer stops. Yeah, Yeah. you can also, if for some reason you're doing a cross-country no-stops, like, rotating out drivers, you can actually pay to get showers there. Yeah, loves will do showers and all that. Yeah, so they're really nice. They have good food selection. They actually keep their coffee fresh, which is good. Like, some of the best coffee I've had is from, like, a trucker road stop for trips yeah i love a good gas station yeah so some of my favorite uh times um i i just love road trips in general yeah i love road trips i love stopping at gas stations just the whole vibe i just love it it's nice it's been it's been a while since we've done a road trip but i I do enjoy them like a true road trip where you're going more than a few hours away Mm mm-hmm yeah. So that is our tra- get out there in the world and travel with your cat. If your cat is a cat who wants to travel, yep. And if we do end up doing any sort of walking with Oliver, we'll do an update at some point and yep. see how that goes. I did walk with Lloyd. Oh yeah, I tried that instead of actually letting just straight up raw dog letting him outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a little cat harness and mm-hmm. it fit him perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I put him on a leash. And we went for a walk, but I noticed when I was walking him, he would, like, he would walk with me, but then he would crouch down, and then he would bolt, like, all of a sudden, just really fast. But then he's on, I'm, 
I've got the leash. Mm -hmm. So then I get pulled forward. Your cat's dragging you down the road. Dragging me down. So I just, uh, if seriously, I'll just let him off the leash and he walks with us. Like he'll do a couple of blocks. He'll follow me and Rosie and Charlie. Yeah. Rosie and Charlie are like, this is the best. We've got boy with us. Yeah. We're protected boys with us. Yeah. The king of these streets. Seriously. There's like loose dogs in my neighborhood. So Mm -hmm. like boy, like he, we, we know we're good. Yeah. Boys there. <laughs> yeah, boy's a good cat. He's yeah. a tough one. He is. He is. He's ribbon inside, but he's boy on the streets. Mm-hmm. Boyd. Yep. Boy. Boy on the <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I say something about the sheets, weren't you? Boy and well, no, I was actually trying okay. to decide whether or not I should go with boy or Boyd, and it doesn't matter. I think Boyd is a little harder. Okay. You know, I like it. But I've always known him as Boy, even when I know he's I evolved him. to Boyd. He's grown up, Dan. Oh my goodness! Wow, harsh. What? No, it's not harsh. Harsh. So harsh. So domestic. <laughs> so uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Fuck! I'm not a child. Oh I'm like an I'm a grown oh ass gosh. adult that just looks like a kid. Oh my gosh! I don't like the implications here. Oh my gosh! So anyway, this is your happy, not weird episode. Yeah, You're all welcome. Really Thanks, Kip. Um, Heath, where can people find us for more happy episodes? I mean, we can't always guarantee that because it's a rough world. But anyway, sometimes they're happy episodes. PetFriendsPod.com. Uh, we're also on, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. You can email us, PetParentsPod at gmail.com. As always, we will continue to get better. And um, stay safe out there, everybody. And, yep. The end. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>